Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of Shot of Philosophy. And today's concept is going to be dealing with horizons and habits. So I was working with a client yesterday. I got really inspired by this idea. And we have a quote from Epictetus that I think will be helpful in a minute. But first, I want to talk about these two ideas. So I think a little bit obvious, maybe, but we want to craft an image of something that's ahead of us, right? That's the horizon that we're looking at. So with my client yesterday, I ended up talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, the movies a little bit, and we were working with them to kind of get a whiteboard together for their home that they could look at. It's a great idea. They had it themselves and we're moving forward into getting into some more serious goal setting. And by goal setting, I don't just mean like career goals. I really also mean like spiritual goals and getting a space in their home with this whiteboard that they can look at, they can craft. It's very personal, right? It's an image of kind of how they want their days to be. And then we also talked about this idea, which is the horizon of like a broader image, right? So I suggested before you get the whiteboard together, sit for like 15 minutes and really describe a a positive, optimistic horizon, right? Something you can move towards that'll pull you forward that as a horizon is like, it's beautiful, right? You admire it and you want to move towards it. So I think that's good because we need to have not only goals or let's say a larger sense of purpose, but both of those things and everything related to them have to also be compelling, right? I think they have to have at least elements that we feel intensely about, right? That we return to also frequently. So that's what the whiteboard is for. It'd be up, they could look at it every day. And the 15 minutes is for like that intense description, you know, getting the details of this horizon, this thing that's next for you in your life, out of your head onto the page so we could examine it and really detail it. So for me, this has been really helpful recently too. Um, <clears throat> one example of this would be my dissertation. It's this large project, right? A lot of research, a lot of writing. And if I don't have a horizon for it, if I don't on a daily basis, like see myself finishing the project, like holding it and feeling good about it. If I don't see myself like getting dressed up in a suit to go defend my dissertation and like answering the questions confidently and effectively, if I don't see myself at graduation frequently in my mind and my imagination, a lot of it, it meaning this whole process just feels like a chore, right? So I need to be good at crafting a horizon for this, right? Having these images of the results having these images of the person I'll become. Because I even mentioned right already when I just talked about it for two seconds, I mentioned confidence as a virtue, right? I mentioned something physical with wearing the suit. I mentioned an event, the graduation day, right? I'm with my family. I imagine that like, you know, the lunch after the graduation will be happy and positive and I'll be proud and others will be proud. I imagine holding the dissertation itself in my hands, right? There's something like, like tactile and physical there, right? And there's happiness there. There's joy there. So that's really on top of the fact that, and we'll get to this in a moment, I actually do generally enjoy writing it. Right? So I even enjoy the habits, but even the writing sometimes I have to imagine it, right? Because we could have the horizon of a year from now, which is what I suggested to my client, right? Think about it, who you want to be a year from now and go through those virtues, right? Confidence, go through those states of being, happiness, go through the physical things, right? The physical changes, maybe some of the physical, um, let's say like, I think it's okay to be motivated a little bit by the material, right? Maybe you want to buy something in a year from now. Maybe you want to move out in a year from now. What's your home going to look like? So you really want to move through a mind, body, soul type of approach, uh, even a mind, body, soul 
social financial approach here when we're crafting these horizons or this one large horizon with many little moments within it, right? Because why not? All these things are going to pull us forward. I think it's a mistake of philosophy at times to only focus on the mind. Like that's not enough, right? And I think we want to make our soul the number one thing, 100%. Again, the confidence, the, um, the happiness, right? The discipline we cultivate, the person who we become spiritually is the best thing, is the highest thing we can think of. And I stand by that. And I think so does Aristotle, right? Aristotle, when he talks about money, doesn't say ignore money, forget about it. He's basically telling us to put it in its right or proper place. Even the Stoics too, right? They care about your soul the most, but they're also like, yeah, be in society, have a family, strive for these things, but just understand that they don't come first. Right. The idea by that, by that, I mean, like, you know, striving for a position in society, you have to have a position in society. Why not have it be a good one or one that you're well suited for? And by good one, I mean one that's good according to you. Right. That's helpful to others, too. All these things are really important, but they just again, the status, the wealth, um, the social, financial, let's say even the physical come after the soul. The soul is first. So I want to keep that in mind, but if we're talking about horizons, we want to paint as full a picture as possible because some days, even for me, and I do this for a living, some days I will lean a little bit towards dreaming about having a really nice home in the future, or even like I'm very happy with and and proud of and and grateful for my current apartment. I'll get excited about, this is true. I'm working at a table right now. I was pretty excited to buy this table. I discovered it at home goods and I was like, oh, I'm really into this table. And I usually don't get into tables. I usually, you know, I usually don't care about that kind of thing. But I'm discovering, like, that taking some time to appreciate—not that I never appreciated—but I just didn't really. I don't know. I wasn't as passionate. And I think cultivating passion around the material stuff can also be really fulfilling and should play a role in our cultivation of these horizons, right? And ultimately, too, our physical life, our like, you know, we talked about a whiteboard, right? That's a material thing. They inform the spiritual. We can imbue them. We can give them a sense of spirituality that can be helpful, right? These physical things, I'm on this table right now. It's a tool for me to convey this information that ultimately is philosophical, right? So all these things connect. Paint an image. Paint a vivid image. In in and with and of all these things for the horizon, right? And I think, again, when you ground it in spiritual, in the physical, it's helpful. It'll pull us forward because, again, there are some days where I'm feeling less philosophical, for lack of a better way of putting it, and I will think about maybe a car that I might want to get, and I'm not going to make myself feel bad for that, right? So we want to paint a vivid image, and maybe you really lean heavily on the material. Don't lean too heavily on that, right? Try to adopt maybe this more philosophical mindset where the first is the confidence, the discipline, the wisdom that we're going to cultivate the way we can impact the world to be more just, right? You want to get a new job. You're creating a horizon. Okay, well, don't just think about the money you're going to get. Think about the impact you're going to have. Think about the person you are going to have to become to fulfill the role. Think about how the role will impact you and shape you into a, you know, let's say a sharper person so you can serve others more effectively and so you could feel better about yourself too. So all those things I would say come first. But again, we want to paint a full image and make sure we just have a priority straight. So that being said, craft this horizon. And then the question is, how do we pursue it? And I think, the th- you know, one thing about goals, sometimes I mess this up. I mess this up a lot, actually. 
I make a goal and then I immediately start making myself feel bad for not accomplishing it uh, soon enough because I've been patient. So I think one way around that is to have some good habits and that's what we're going to focus on first, but also it's to appreciate the episodic, right? So I just, I just started to enjoy, I don't want to put this like, I enjoyed my birthday as a kid and then I stopped enjoying it. And then I only started enjoying it recently again, like a year ago. And I'm coming up on 30 here and I really want to enjoy my 30th birthday. And I don't want to, the typical way I enjoy birthdays was I'd make them goal oriented and then I would make myself feel bad about having not achieved enough at that age. I'm done with that. I'm going to eat the cake. I'm going to enjoy the food. I'm going to enjoy the day. I'm going to have a party, right? And it became an example. This is actually something I got in a class with Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Dr. Ruth is very famous. She works at Teachers College. She's very interesting, very cool, very inspiring. I really enjoyed the class with her. And she was saying, you know, I think in a conversation about um, social anxiety, she was sort of just encouraging us like to not leave joy on the table, right? So the habits are important. I think I'm obsessed with habits. It's a problem. I think our kind of like self-care, dare I say self-help stuff, that's a lot of it is good. A lot of it is bad. And a lot of it ultimately is sort of a bad use or interpretation of ancient philosophy. And then no one really says where they're getting it from, but it, a lot of it's from ancient philosophy or perhaps other sources too, but it really is very similar, right? Um, it kind of is obsessed with habits. But sometimes you get a moment of enlightenment and you have to appreciate that. Sometimes you, you have a birthday one time a year. You're not going to have your birthday every day. Enjoy it, right? So by that, I mean, let's not obsess over habits. Let's open ourselves up to the idea that things that happen once in a while could also be great and we have to appreciate them. Um, so keep that with that in mind, right? We want to have some good habits because the habits ultimately, you know, Aristotle would say too, right? You're good at something as a result of your habits, right? Being effective is a result of habits. So the habits will bring us towards our horizon in addition to, once again, some things that happen once in a while that are to be appreciated and to be um, understood as a part of the process as well, right? That being said, we want to have good habits, right? So how can those habits, once again, be compelling? How can those habits bring us towards our horizon? Well, we have to examine them, right? And we were talking a little bit this week about attention. So I got this quote from Epictetus that I think is like the truest pathway to living the habits in a way that's healthy for us spiritually, and that will bring us towards our horizon in the best way, right? Because we, we don't want to obsess over our horizon. Because again, it'll lead to feelings of inadequacy, like why am I not there yet? We want to return to our horizon after we've crafted it. I would say on a regular basis, perhaps even a daily basis, maybe even more than once a day, but we can't obsess over it too much. And the idea of too much will be very, very relative, right? What's too much for me might not be too much for you and vice versa, right? We don't want to stare at our horizon. We want to dive in and serve the day. And that's like my mantra that I've been saying recently to myself a lot. Sorry. <clears throat> you want to serve the day. You want to live in the day. So the horizon isn't overwhelming or intimidating, right? So how do we do that? Epictetus told the students, take care of this moment. Respond to this person this challenge, this action. We want to cultivate like the power of this, which if you follow me on Instagram, 
that's a really good, bad title for a book. And it's what I'll call the podcast today, The Power of This. If we address this day, really, after we visit our horizon and then we really, to use Simone Vale, right, really pay attention, really offer our attention to this task, to this challenge, to this action, to this person, that's when we go perhaps from being intimidated by horizon, by our horizon, into actually serving the purpose of moving towards it. You can't just focus on your horizon all day. You can't just talk about your horizon or write about it or, you know, talk about your goals, let's say. You have to actually learn how to focus on this set of actions, this moment, this day, this person, as Epictetus is saying. We have to caretake this moment. That's the only way. I think for me, I've learned to stop talking about my horizon and my goals so much because I think ultimately when I used to do that, I was sort of like, think I was actually making progress towards it. No, we have to focus on the challenges, the actions, the people and the moments that we're in intensely with the intention of giving them our full attention. And that's a great way to alleviate stress. It's a great way to alleviate anxiety. One, because we're no longer looking at the future, which is again, the horizon. The horizon can be anxiety provoking. Okay, again, if we obsess over it, especially, it can pull us forward or it can sort of like drag us forward. That's the anxious mode. That's the anxious way of approaching this, this conversation. To see it as an, as, a, as an obligation that is, let's say, healthy to pursue because we made it for ourselves. Now we have this great thing that we can see as a positive obligation. That's a good thing, right? Or it could be anxiety provoking. Because instead of focusing on the task at hand, the challenge at hand, getting organized and practicing our effectiveness, we start to feel like, what if we don't accomplish it? Or even more so, maybe we sort of feel that if we do accomplish it, we won't be able to handle it. So maybe we think we won't be able to, and then we, we think even if we are able to, <clears throat> who knows, maybe I won't be ready for the changes this will bring. We fear our own accomplishment. It's called Jonah syndrome. I won't get into it because it's already 15 minutes, but it's a great idea to look into that. Maybe I'll do an episode on that soon. Jonah syndrome. We fear our own achievements. We, we, we fear, perhaps we could say, our own greatness. So instead, we learn to focus on this person, this moment, this task, this challenge. That's the real habit. That's the habit behind the habit. Right? Whether it's reading for school and the horizon is graduation, maybe it's getting better at keeping good office, right? Checking our emails, being a better communicator at work, what have you. And the horizon is this raise that we like, this new position that would allow us to serve even more effectively. That would be more fulfilling for us. Once again, fulfilling in all senses of that. Mind, body, soul, social, and financial. So practice this today. Really call your attention to this challenge, this task, this person, and take care of this moment as a way to practice these habits that will lead to your horizon that you've created that's compelling and that pulls you forward. Hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon.